Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. This is more than just a podcast. And that was our one-minute tribute to our dearly departed Queen, God Save the King. Um, It's myself and Nigel this evening. Um, The Booches have got some family issues, and um, Len is respecting uh, a period of mourning. Uh, Good luck to him. Um, So, Nigel and myself, just a short one this week, just to catch up with everybody um it's been a it's been a strange week isn't it nigel oh first of all where are you what are you doing nigel i'm in my shed that's it fulfill the contractual obligations yeah, yeah. thank you very much. uh yeah so <laughs> we're, we're you know a, a little tribute uh i didn't know you, you played that really well by the way nigel thank you very much um uh, have you been practicing long? Uh, yeah, I, I learned it on the organ. Ah, very good. Yeah, man of many talents. I am. Um, I think it's both to, safe to say we're we're both both royalists, aren't we? To yes. some degree. Yes. And um, obviously, it was quite a surreal experience last Thursday because both of us were going to the game. Um, uh against fcsb and um you know we started to hear rumors and i i certainly knew some west ham fans one who was in emergency planning that started giving me uh, things about operation london bridge in the afternoon and and again we knew people that sort of said you know it's it's not looking good and by the way when we're on our way you know it, it was quite obvious that um something was going on you know um bbc yeah. People were dressing in black suits. As soon people... as the BBC yeah. went all black, yeah, that was it for me. Yeah, but it was too late, you know, to cancel anything. I'd messaged the club and said, "Look, I hear there's an announcement." You know, I'd been 
briefed by a few people about five o'clock, obviously after the time that the Queen had departed and, and but hadn't been publicly announced. Uh, and obviously a few people knew. And I said to the club, look, is it going ahead tonight? What's going on? Um, and they were quite tight-lipped. Um, and literally, uh, I think by the time we met each other, it just come out a few minutes ago, hadn't it? When we met at the London Stadium. Uh, it'd been out a while. I mean, I can tell you, I, I caused quite a scene on the bus. Did you? Yes. Um, I just I just caught the bus on Prince Regent's Lane, Stratford, in Plasto, uh, and um, sat down, phone out, woman sits down, um, African woman, and uh, and it flashed up on the phone. The Queen had died, BBC. So as I'm looking at my phone. And it's like, what? It's, it's a bit gutting because you, you knew it weren't looking good. Yeah. But when you see it there, it, it, you know, all we've ever known is the Queen. So yeah. it is, it is a shock. So then you think, oh, so I showed the woman. I said, look, the Queen's dead. And she went, what? I said, the Queen's died. It's they've announced it. She screamed at the top of her voice. Oh, oh my God. Of course. Everybody else looks around on the bus now at me yeah. and this woman. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, and then other women, and I didn't realise it was all women on the bus. Mm. And other women go, what's the matter? What's the matter? And she goes, oh, the Queen is dead. The Queen is dead. God bless the Queen. And then another woman went, what, the Queen has died? And I'm like, yeah, she died. They've just announced it. Oh, mate, she started crying, wailing. Yeah. And you it thinking, does affect people. I mean, it even, does. You know, but, you people know, even know something's coming, even with their own family. I'm, I'm a bit happens, like it's still a shock. Calm down, people, though. Yeah, not on a bus. Yeah, yeah. I didn't East know. End, yeah, you know. You know. I've been on a bus for many years. Do they still have route masters and stuff anymore? Uh, well, they have a new route master, but we don't oh, have right. them. They, they're they're for the tourists. Okay. Uh, destinations: the West End in the East. Bendy buses. They have bendy buses still. No, the bendy buses all caught fire and burnt out. Oh, they? Not a great idea of Boris's. Um, I will have to try a bus one of these days. You know, yeah, you should, you should, you should do that. Um, I'll tell you one day what we call them, but I won't tell them on there. Okay. But um, anyway. Uh, yeah, well, so I was on the Jubilee line, and yeah. the Jubilee line has Wi-Fi now, so it, it came across, and everybody was looking at their phones, and you know, in of a course, bit of shock. named after the Queen's Jubilee in nineteen seventy-seven yeah. when yeah. it was built. She's got. the Queen Elizabeth line now, of course. She is, yeah. Her. In the Queen Elizabeth the Second Park. Yeah. But Perhaps they should uh, rename the stadium. Moving on to the game. Um, do you not think that, quickly? That yeah. Yeah, I mean, London Queen, Queen Elizabeth Park. Uh, you know, if they can't find a naming provider, they're still looking for one. Yeah, you know, six years later. Yeah. You know, Queen Elizabeth Stadium. Why not? There you go. Start um, I thought the club did really well, considering the time they had to plan this. You know, they'd been speaking to UEFA during the day mm. and the FA to get advice, because obviously the writing was on the wall. And in the time they had, you know, to when we got there, we'd already heard, and you know, when we were outside not drinking yep. beer on the concourse. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um Boycott the bus. Yeah, boycott the bus. <laughs> um, you know, they 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 ditched 
the normal sort of upbeat music and put sombre music on. Uh, we heard they were ditching bubbles, um, both the physical bubbles and the music bubbles. And um, and the nice touch, which it seems small, but it, it really made a difference, is they banned all advertising. You know, yeah, all LED boards were blacked out if you didn't see it on the TV. And there was just no electronic advertising. Obviously, they couldn't do anything with the, you know, Betway that was there already. Um, and they had, you know, some images up on the big screen. Um, but the really poignant thing, and it, it, it felt a bit surreal, you know, there was, they sold 40,000 tickets and we'll come on to the bits. It's not what, um, Queen relating in a minute. Um, but it was a bit eerie and, and the silence started and people didn't know how to react. And then they're spontaneous. Everyone just started singing God save the queen without really thinking about it. And I thought that was quite an emotional experience if if i'm honest well, with you it, being there yeah, it is because we'll never sing that again in our lifetime yeah so um without realizing it you know that's the last and, time and ever. we showed the world how it's done you know we were the yeah. in the right place at the right time uh, piers morgan who i don't have a lot of time for praised it and everyone even you know uh you know david gold uh, praise fans today or yesterday um saying what a, you know how proud five he days later well done dave well you know he's yeah. uh he turned 86 i hope you wished him happy birthday last week well obviously i did put that picture in the group chat and everybody thought i was putting a picture of david gold in there because i advertised in his golf games oh yeah but actually on the picture it said birthday today yeah and that was why I put it in the group and nobody ah, noticed it. Yeah. See, see, I, I, I make you work way. for it. I make you work yeah, for it. I don't I just give do. it away for nothing. So you didn't get that one. So, look, we don't want to make this, you know, a Queen tribute and a uh, God Save the King uh, a podcast because it's, it's not a royal podcast. But, you know, we, we're both respectful. I'm going to go on Monday with the crowds and, and battle with it. I've made my own little bits and pieces. Um you know, and, and, and been to Royal Palace, etc. Um, and I think I said on this podcast, I, I'd actually gone to Buckingham Palace um, just four days before she died, um, yeah. just as a coincidence. But um, anyway, let's talk about the football. Um, the first thing to say is, um, you know, I was told, and, and I think wrote an article on six foot two, let's get the first plug in, Nigel. You write for six foot two, do you? <laughs> I do write for six foot two. <laughs> Um, record, record figures, Nigel. Yeah, well um, done. And I wrote... To be uh, honest, you yeah. didn't have a lot to beat, but you are doing well. Yeah. <laughs> we'll congratulate um, you. I wrote that there were only be 30,000, right? Yeah. And, and that's what the figures were. You know, three, few, three days before, 30,000 tickets had been sold, 62,000 stadium. You yeah. know, it was a combination of, you know, oh, we've done Europe pricing I, I guess there was a number of reasons you know unknown why. team huh unknown team unknown team even though i think what makes it unknown is is the fcsb bit 
and we we can bore people a little bit later. Oh yeah, I got the wires and wires. Article on that. Yeah, on FCSB and everything. You know else. where I got that from? The club. All right. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, we'll explain it's it after we. But, we'd, we'd but anyway, uh, so thirty thousand expected, which is not bad. You know, for a, 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 a small part, it's it's it's. Some believe it's a bit of a Mickey Mouse Conference League. Uh, not as well-known team, midweek, early on in the thing. Um, you know, I bought the package twenty-four pound each. Mm. Uh, I think if you'd have bought the package, you slightly missed it, didn't you? I uh, cocked up fourteen pounds. Yeah, because I read the email and I thought it was sixty-six pound, but that was what. It was selling at for band three, um, band four on five, I think were f- band four on five, um, were 42 pound hmm. or band or whatever. So it would have been cheaper. You've just reminded me, I need to email the ticket box. Oh, yes, they still owe because you money. They took they the still owe, money out. They still owe me money because, um, and, and anyone well, that they, bought not, band not only five, that, they owe they owe uh, Gary money, don't they? Yeah. So I'll so point it out. So one hundred and sixty-six quid, I think they owe him. They owe for Gary. Of yeah, yeah, they right they right tucked him up, Gary yeah. Keaton for Carrot and Booze. So basically, I went on. I didn't know if I'd be able to get to the game. Got got other got a load of other things going on, so I didn't know if I could get this game. And it, and it transpired that I could go to the game. So I bought two tickets for me and my son-in-law on. Uh, the Tuesday, and it charged me £24 plus a pound booking. It's 25 quid, it's 50 quid. So you think, right, okay, 50 quid, I pay it. I thought, mm, didn't seem right because I thought it was cheaper. I thought it was 20 quid. But it's one of them things where, look, I want to go to a game, I paid the money. So I paid the money, and then it, it took me about half hour to then find where the email from the club and link to the site where it said, Match day ticket, nineteen pound, and yeah. there was no time frame on that. So I don't know if there's anybody else who bought a ticket for twenty five or for twenty four pound plus one pound booking fee in band five. I you should have people. only paid nineteen yeah. pound. Someone else told me on another WhatsApp group. I mean, lots of West Ham yeah. WhatsApp groups told me they paid twenty four quid. Yeah, well, they've 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 possibly then. Why have you paused? So I was just taking a swig of tea. All oh, right. Um, okay. I I respect the listeners, Sean. When I um um, so yeah, so th- there is um that th- some people need to look at that. If you're band, I think it was band five. Uh, we should have only paid nineteen pound, and they charged me. I don't know if Band 4 should have only paid that as well. I think they did. Not. I think you're right. I think yeah. you're right. It was, it was, it was a thing. So, um, but hey ho, look, I, I don't, I don't know. I look, I look back thirty thousand. When look, when we got to the ground, there was a damn sight more well, that, Romanians let's talk about, there. Well, so I was the, about to get into that. Yeah, all right. You know, yeah. there, there was something on social media saying ten thousand people are turning up from the president of SCSB. Yeah. And he, he posted a link of, I mean, they were queuing at the ticket office in person, hundreds of people. And you think, oh, yeah, 10,000. Uh, and they have yeah, 3,000. The, the queue was well, long, wasn't it? That it was, was, was that the Wednesday? That was the Wednesday, right? And on the, and on the Thursday. 
right? They were queuing on the Thursday. And when we turned up, we met outside on the concourse, didn't we? Just outside the concourse. (laughs) There were Romanians everywhere, weren't there? Absolutely everywhere. We were outnumbered, I thought. We were outnumbered. But you know what? And and I I sort of agree with Paul Turner, who who mentioned this. You know, Mm. most of them weren't doing anything wrong. Most of them live in London. Uh, They didn't know any different. You know, don't know about segregation. They probably don't go to a lot of matches. They were there to support Romania. And I thought we probably treated them a bit shabbily because, you know, they weren't on the whole wearing colours. And, you know, all right, when they scored the goal, and we'll come on to the game in a minute, um, a few of them celebrated. And, 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 you know, people getting stewards and saying, take them out. And yeah. It's I a thought, contentious you know, if you issue. Sit, look, I've said away, as you have, sit yeah. on your hands, don't celebrate the goals, don't antagonise the locals. You know, I think it's a bit difficult. When, when you've got fans of foreign clubs that obviously live in London, yeah, that have, that have come over to the game. Now, let's get this right to people that haven't, might not have seen anything or whatever. They sold their f- f- allocation out. So their end was sold out, 3,200. So and there's unlimited tickets available. Perhaps, and I you don't can, know. And because it, there's no restrictions, yeah. you can create a, a, a reference number or go up to ticket yeah. and buy I don't, any. Yeah? See, and this is where I think the club are a bit, have a lack of understanding. But why not? Why not? No, no, no. I'll, I'll come on to it. Go on. This happened at Upton Park. Yeah. So it for did. those that remembered the Astra Jerju games, uh, when we played them Upton Park, well, there was only one at Upton Park, but that game, there was loads of Romanians there for that game. It's obviously, whenever there's an East European team playing at home in London and tickets are available, we've got a big East European population, as we know, in, in East London, or in London, generally. So, you know, on your tube right away. They will come and support their team. I don't have a problem with it. And even the ones that, were, that jumped up when they scored, didn't really, you know, it was a half full stadium. Didn't have a problem with it. Now, the funny thing is, is that, as you said, I've been to loads of grounds. I've been to loads of grounds where West Ham have been there. In, you know, the, 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 you go to some of the major places in London. But, I mean, years ago, like, if you went to Wimbledon uh, at Sellers Park, so Wimbledon away games at Sellers Park, 50% of the crowd was West Ham. We, we overtook... And yet, when we scored, we celebrated. The same at Watford. I've seen the same at QPR. Not, not obviously, 50% of Watford at QPR. But I've seen sizeable West Ham support, in a way, ends, celebrating goals. Done it myself. I mean, madly, I've done it at Tottenham a couple of times. I did it at Chelsea the other week. But, but that's what I'm saying. So, yeah, but you was corporate. That's a bit different when you're yeah, in I know, the... but I was still surrounded by Chelsea, and I yeah. celebrated the second goal. But, I couldn't help myself. You know, I really I, couldn't, you know? No, I know. Look, I've been... The first time I ever went corporate was at White Hart Lane, and I'm sitting next to Martin Peters. Ian White banged one in. And and, and, and I jumped up, went, man, my mate, who was a Tottenham, who was I was his guest, like told me to sit down and shut up, Nigel, for Christ's sake. Everybody's staring at me, but Colbert ain't going to do anything. No. Um, so I don't get the big furore about this, you know, and I'm not a lover of telling stewards to throw people out. It's not... Um, 
But that's what you know, people did, and yeah, it's a bit... I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah, I didn't get it either. No. Um, but you know, I thought most of them. You know, they kind of all been chucked out. A few of them were chucked out, and and do you know what? In front of me, it was really sad. They actually started pushing, and, and a few fists flew. I don't know. Yeah, it was there. There was a few. Well, further along from you, in in the in the dearest seats. Um, uh, which would have been more towards the halfway line from where you were, there was like a, a, a woman jumped up with a couple of kids and people were pointing them out. <sighs> and you think, come on, people. You, you know, it was just... The only thing, as I would say to the club is, is that when you've got that situation, you know the tickets are not going to sell well. Yeah. Perhaps you could have left a couple of blocks next to the Romanians empty as well. And yeah, put them I in think there. you're right. And put them in there. Yeah, you know, yeah. You, I mean, you're right. They, I'm funny enough. Guess who I bumped into at full time? Not Nicola Key. I did. Yeah. Oh, all right. If, I, I wish went, I'd oh, been no. there, Sean. She went. She went. She went. She went nice you know what I would have said to her? She went, you know oh, what I, I would have said? You know what I would have said to her? God, where's Martena? Oh, I didn't. No, I did that's actually. What I um, say to her, um, is the Newcastle game going ahead? And she said, no, not a hope in hell, Sean, which I've, I've given away my sauce. Anyway, uh, before well, it's good because we've been waffling on, but we've got a special guest tonight. Did you know oh. that, Shedman? No, you know I didn't. No, no, I don't. Yeah, hold up, hold up, hold up. Don't tell me. Go on. He's obviously got his, his speakers on because I can hear myself coming back now. All right. So that must be. The goat herder from the hills It is the Cyprus. goat herder from from <laughs> Cyprus. Stelios, give me Good that evening. Ooh, Where Good are you? Evening. What are you doing? Good evening. Can you hear me? Yeah, I said, where are you? What are you doing? Oh, we can hear, um, we can hear um, ourselves. What are you? What are you doing? I'm. I'm. I've just finished doing my second uh, show for tonight. Um, doing a preview of the silk silky board game uh, in. Uh, I'd like to call it my studio, but it's it's the hallway. That's where my studio is. You were going to go is. to Denmark. I, you know what? I'm still thinking about it. Well, I gave you the camping site. Oh, shut up! There's no oh, way my other half is going to stay go on camping it. now. Are we still? When you call no. me Bosch, ain't ain't going to happen. Ain't going to happen unless it's a a minimum four star hotel. She to ain't go going to Denmark on your own without your missus. Um, no, she said I'll meet you out there because she's flying back from um, holiday herself at the moment. Oh, she, went she out. goes on holiday on her own. It's one of those of course, kind of relationships. Of course, we, we have that kind of trust. Open relationship, yeah. Well, no, Sean, it's not an open. <laughs> <laughs> no, not quite. Okay, okay. Still. Yeah. Yes, mate. Go get headphones. Uh, uh, why? What's going on? We okay. we can put him look so I can put him on no headphones do that. like that and and that will will stop That's that better. problem. That's we do need to apologise for you last. Do you want to make your apology for your sound last week? My sound, yeah, I would actually. Um, in in the in the main podcast, I was very quiet, and it wasn't because I was whispering people. It was because I'd rushed home from work. I was eating my dinner, and I hadn't set my microphone to the right position. Um. So there you go. He, he didn't want you to hear him eating. No, that's right. So, so I respect the listeners. And forgot to put it down again. Yes. Right? Yeah, I did. I moved the microphone and forgot to move it again. <laughs> so, 
Let's so do you about... want me? Do you want me to put headphones on? No, no, you... I've, I've put it that you don't need headphones. Don't worry, I've, I've it's right. an option. Because um, he's got a fancy new mic, Sean. You know, that looks like some like I don't want to say what it looked like. Yeah. Anyway, let's start with a stat attack, and I'm going to come to you, Stel. So start thinking something interesting <laughs> to say. West Ham, West Ham had 66% possession on Thursday night. Uh, they had 34%. We had 21 shots, seven on target. They had nine shots, four on target. We had 10 corners, and I remember them, and they had two. Stel, you were there. I was. Can I ask those stats? How many of those shots did we have after we scored our penalty? I don't know cause because I'm looking at the BBC website and it doesn't break it down like yeah. that. But I, I, I mean, I asked that in a kind of a bit of a facetious way because um, we were shocking first half. Well, let's start there. You know, let's yeah. start with that woeful first half. I mean, we were still the team was still in mourning. We've we've done the whole Queen thing, by the way. We played the national anthem, so. You know, apologies, you missed that. But um... it's not his queen, though, is it? Oh no, true. <laughs> the, the the Germans threw their royal family out. In fact, we got them, didn't we? Because obviously well, we took field of Greek. Was uh, so... Cyprus not part of the? It's part of empire. The yeah, it was part of the Commonwealth. Yeah, it was. So she is your head of state. Cyprus in the Commonwealth. It was. Yeah. It Why? Was. I don't know. Oh, we, mate, I don't we, know. They, 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 we've got two or three. British um, um, bases out there still, um, all in the name of keeping the peace. I was going to well, say, that's to that, stop you and the Turks from going to war. So Well, that, that worked well back in 74, didn't it? But let's oh, not go into history. Let's now. not do the history. I'll get it from my mate on the Turkish side. I don't need it on the Greek side as well. <laughs> oh, well, you see, it was up to 1960, right? But um, in 1966, uh, Cyprus gained its independence from United Kingdom. That's correct. So That's she correct. probably we became was, a republic. In she 61. was queen. So for it the weren't first Greek. Eight then. Well, from 1952 when she became queen to 1960, she was queen. When did we get it then? Oh, who you did had we... it for years, mate. Oh, did we? Who did we? Oh, did we beat the Greeks to get it? Well, didn't t- that doesn't take much with a population of less than a million to sort of defeat the Cypriots, does it? No, well, you would have been a walkover. I'm just thinking about the Greeks. I thought Cyprus was Greek. Oh, do you really want me to go into the history of this? Oh, no, we don't, because no, we, we no, are trying don't. to be a football podcast. No, because all the Grand Turks Greece. will turn off, so this this, this crack on. What, one of them? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get back to the football. First half. What went wrong? I don't know what happened there. We were just so... Skamaka. Well, I'm not blaming Skamaka. I actually don't think well, Skamaka should have like played. He looked like he was still I ill, don't... to be honest. Yeah, exactly. He didn't look fit enough. And uh... Skahala. I... <laughs> I don't know about Skamaka, Vinny. No, he looks bit... more like Skahala. Oh, that's a bit... That's a bit <laughs> Let's not go there. Let's <laughs> not, not yet, anyway. But he weren't, he weren't the only player that was off form. Lanzini was uh, invisible. Yeah, I think um, you're right. Cornet didn't have a very good game in the first half. Uh, I think you could you can pick on quite a, quite a number of players who did just didn't seem to show up. And and it, had it not been for the penalty, well, actually, I wonder what you the say result that, would have been. One person who stood out for me in the first half was Flynn Downs. Yeah, he was the best. He was the man of the match. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, he was running around in the first half, but but Rice, Lanzini, Ben Rama didn't really do much. Gamaka didn't do anything, as you say. Cornet didn't do much. 
Um, it was it was quite. You know, um, Emerson or Bonner, Kieran Soufal didn't have anything to do. Not did Ariola, but but you know, you wanted something to come from somewhere, didn't you? And and well, you say they didn't have much to do. Obviously, they did concede a goal. Let's not forget that. Yeah. They did, and uh, I put that down to uh, Who'd you blame? lack cool. of concentration from uh, Emerson. Oh, do you? I, I think he, he, he turned into Masawaku for a split moment. Do you? <laughs> Fucking hell, still. That's a bit harsh, isn't it? What, what, what harsh on Masawaku or harsh on Well, on yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um Perhaps well, a bit well, let's come to Emerson. you. I've given him the hard half. I'll give you to the the easy half. Obviously, he made a number of changes. I mean, right in front of me, I saw uh, Pakitar uh, warming up with Bowen, and obviously, both of them came on at half time with Antonio. So, three changes, unlike Moyes, but it, it changed the game, Nigel. Yeah, I, I think Moyes shown with what he did last season in Europe. The, the best way to treat this tournament is is to go out at early doors, win your games and get qualified early and then play <coughs> kids or a more or, or your full B team once you've got qualification out of the way. So qualification, you probably need to win the first, out of the first four games, either win all four, guarantee win the top. If you win all four, you've probably won the league. If you win three, draw one, you've qualified. Now, we know, because we don't want the extra two games, um, probably in February, that we want to win the league. Yeah. So, um, to go straight into the round of 16 without going for the UEFA Cup dropouts. And I think that's what Moyes, that was the reaction Moyes made at half-time. We've gone down 1-0. He's not happy. Send on, you know, the big boys. Antonio, I don't know, is it because of Skamaka? Yeah, you know, you said. But I thought um, Antonio. You said Downs was man of the match. I yeah. Antonio was man of the match. I well, no, I, I give it to Downs because he was on for most of the game. Uh, no, Antonio it, was. It was also, yeah, but no, I, I thought Downs was man of the match. Oh, do you? Oh, yeah, I, I but I just Antonio think Antonio was, was the just best player in the second half. They didn't no. know what to do with Antonio. It was just unmanageable by them. Yeah, you know, so it's. It's it's a uh, it's a good back yeah, to his yeah. best form, but yeah. uh, maybe with an inferior. But anyway, let's talk about sixty-eight minutes. We're still one nil down, and I'm starting to worry a bit. And I turn to Mark next to me, uh, Mark Murphy. He says, "Don't worry, Sean. We ain't going to lose this." And, and if you know, you know Mark. He's a mm. bit worried. Ten minutes to go, he usually goes up to the concourse because he can't watch the end. But it gave me a little bit of confidence, and lo and behold. 69 minutes, we get awarded a penalty. Um, no VAR, Nigel. Luckily. It could have not be... I, mean, I wrote an article on Six Foot Two on this. It, if VAR was that... That, it could, that it was could never a penalty in a million years. Well, that's what I thought. Never I got, a I got penalty. grief for writing an article yeah. about that. Well, saying... It was never a penalty. You watch the replay. Yeah. Never a penalty. The two jump together. The, the goalkeeper, at no point does he foul. Um, was it Cornet? At no point does he foul Cornet. Yeah. You know, Cornet don't it foul was, the goalkeeper. Goalkeeper yeah, don't it, foul Cornet. It's a coming together of two players going for the ball. 
Yeah, that's it a, was a very uh, fortunate uh, penalty. That's a penalty um, you get with European referees under pressure when you're the home team. Yeah. The away team never Still, gets a penalty like that. I'm going to ask you a question to see if you've been Go reading on. my articles on Six Foot Two. Why is there no VAR at, at at the game? Um, I do know the answer to this, and it wasn't through your article, but I can't remember the answer. Is it because um, uh, certain leagues don't have it in place, so it's, they decided to get rid of it? Because this competition told. is designed for the minnows to take part, and it's too expensive for some European smaller teams to install yeah. VAR. It's only going to be used in the final. Is oh, is that oh, right? That's going to go well, then, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, introduced in the final. Is 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 that is that right to do that in a tournament? Well, actually, I don't mind that if they're not having it, and, and so nobody has it. So nobody if you look at the FA Cup very quickly, VAR's only use in stadiums with VAR. So stadiums without VAR, which is basically non-Premier League teams, you don't have VAR in the FA Cup final. Now, to me, that's a detriment to the tournament. So some people will get a benefit from not having that. So therefore, in the FA Cup, no VAR. And perhaps until the semi-finals, I don't know. So that's that's what I'd do. So that's not a bad idea. So I, I personally think if it's if there's no VAR throughout the tournament, there shouldn't be VAR in the final either. Keep it consistent. It's only going to cause controversy in a final. You know, you get imagine getting to a final. Uh, what was refreshing? I think you're right, Nigel. I don't think it was a penalty, but uh, what was refreshing was it went back to the old-fashioned football where the referee made a decision. It was all done and dusted within a few seconds, and off we went. And uh, can you imagine it getting to the final and then at the last stage, something happens and VAR's involved after not having it throughout the whole competition? I don't know, because in, in the final, I, 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 you know, I, well, me personally, no. I don't think there should be any VAR. Then again, I don't believe in the VAR in the Premier League either. So I know, you, you, you were quoted in six foot two earlier. I was. You, that was amazing. Like that? that was good. That was good because... <laughs> I don't actually remember you telling me. But you've said it enough times to me, so I just summarised the quote, you know? (laughs) Thank you very much. Did you say 90 seconds or did you say less? I can't remember. That's a bit I couldn't remember. I think I said 60 seconds. What's 30 seconds? What's 30 seconds to friends, yeah. But let's just move on. Still staying on VAR. Emerson's first goal. There was question marks, certainly by some commentators, about... Antonio tussling with a defender, whether VAR would look at that because he seemed to be a bit clumsy bundling into a defender that could have been considered a foul to leave Emerson free to score his debut goal. Uh, I don't think that was a foul. I think that was just good old-fashioned, you know, two two players but they could tussling have looked at it. Ball. Oh, oh, VAR would have done, yeah. 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 Nigel, what, what, how did you make Antonio bundling in for Emerson to leave Emerson free to score his... No, I, I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't see a problem there. Football is a contact spot, and this is what annoys me now about modern football and I've the way some give fancy. Yeah. He, he seems clumsy. I've but, seen them But football denied. is a contact sport. Yeah, so, I therefore, that, and not all contact in the penalty area... Hold on. Not all contact in a penalty area is a penalty or a foul. 
And and this is what's happened with foul, VAR. It would have been the goal would have been disallowed. Yeah, but it weren't. <laughs> well, because VAR weren't there. There you go. And our our better was football for it. Yeah, no. It, it, our better was celebrating. No, it wouldn't be chalked off for it. Yeah, no, it was. It was good. You know, so. And then I mean, those who stayed to the end, like me, and, and I hope you. Yeah, I was uh, there. We were rewarded with. Um, uh, well, obviously Antonio got the assist with Emerson. I didn't mention that. And then um, Fornells um, assist to Antonio on the 90th minute. And I think it, you know, I think he deserved that. And that's why I thought for me Antonio was uh, Fornells came on on 68 minutes. If I'm sure you remember for Kone. Um and Dornay came on. Uh, sorry, Dornay. <laughs> Dawson came on on 92 minutes to a massive applause of uh, a chorus of "There's only one Craig Dawson," which I yeah, thought I, I thought that great was return for him. good because you know there's this rumor put about by people that he's possibly not willing to play, or and I wouldn't want well, that would to tarnish. That I don't. I, I, I've got I've got a bit of a theory on that. I remember when because we we're down on the Bobby Moore lower, so the players when they when they warm up, come our side. And he actually did look a little bit apprehensive when he was sort of running towards us, warming up. I'm not so sure how he, he got a good he reception. Though, didn't he? he got a you want reception. reception. Got a good reception down there, didn't he? He got a very yeah. No, this is it. That's yeah. what I mean. He got a very good reception, but I he looked a little bit apprehensive, probably not knowing what reception he might have got given all the rumours that are going on. See, I don't know how how players get affected with all the rumours. You know, they obviously know what's going on <laughs> because it's about it's about them. But uh, he got a very, very good reception. But I just wonder if maybe that plays on a player's mind, you know, when, when oh, rumours yeah. like that get banded around. I think it would do. Yeah. I think it would, would play on his mind. So, um, 3-1 probably flattered us a bit. But, you know, we did the job second half. We win. We get 500,000 euros bonus. You know, thanks to all the 10,000 Romanians giving us ticket money. Um, we've done all right, actually. Um, you know, I wrote an article about this. Um, Where you know, did you write with, the article, with, Sean? Sorry? Where, where's the article that people can read up we've, about? We've on done on sixfoot2.co.uk. Oh, imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, we earn, just for getting to the group stage... Um, uh, we earn 2.5 million. I don't know if you, uh, well, 2.45 million to be precise. You earn 423,000 for each win. So, you know, that took us up prize money to 2.85. On top of that, we had a 30,000 home gate for the Viable game, 40,000 for the others. If you, on average, it works out about 20 pound a ticket, including corporate and everything. So that gives you another 1.4 million. Add to that, we get, because we're on BT Sport, uh, a bit of the TV money. You've got 4 million. So that's not bad, considering that it's... Take away the 300 grand it will cost to put the game on. What do you mean, put the game on? No, it doesn't. Oh, well, see, we get 25 games there. Yeah, we do. Right. So we'll probably qualify. So, at some point, we've got to start paying for the extra games. You're, you're right. So, if we go over 25, but let's worry about that. If we're still in there, we have a lot more. Well, look, all right, let's at go the moment, 19 in the league. It's yeah. In our, it's in our 
at the moment, it's well within our allowance of 25. Well, hold up. You say that. 19 in the league. We've got three guaranteed. Yeah. 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 So that's 22. Yeah. Yeah. We've already got Blackburn at home in the yeah. League Cup. That's 23. We've only got two cup games left. And we've got to start paying. Yeah, but you know, by then we're in the semi-final or quarter-finals. I wouldn't well, worry no, because we might get drawn at home in the League Cup again. Yeah, true. We true. might get drawn at home in the FA anyway, Cup. We might be stop like Arsenal. My story. We'll constantly stands, get drawn at home. <laughs> look, we earn £35 million or £38 million from Europa League, including ticket money. We're already on £4 million. We've only had two games at home. I think we're doing all right in the Europa Conference League, you know? Yeah. You know, yeah. 30,000, 40,000 is not bad. The longer we go in it, I think the crowds will grow. You know, you bet. We If we draw someone big, that will be a sellout. Who, who's who's in the other... Um, who's the other favourite? Villarreal. What, in the Conference League? Yeah. Yeah, I think... But you've got um, Cologne draw them, as well. You know, but we they're, they're, but you've got to remember, in the knockout stages... We get the job hats from the UEFA. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, so we so could, we could end pick up. up some big names. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, can go I, and read that story. Can um, I ask a question on that? Hammers, what, what got... £4 million windfall from Europe, if you're looking for it, by the way, because there's quite a few stories there. Go on, Stel. Yeah. What's your thoughts on this? You know, this game, the, the game against Silk, Silky Borg um, hasn't sold out. Just over 700 tickets available. Yeah. Um, the game last week, um, 30,000 fans, and many would argue cost of living has an impact yeah. and stuff like that. And and the minute we know we get through the group stages, people are going to be begging for yeah, tickets. So, how, I mean, my thinking is if people make the efforts to go away, yeah. B-Borg, Silky Borg, etc., and if people make the effort to go to the group stage games, do you think that they deserve the right to then have first dibs on yes. the bigger games to come? And funny enough, I wrote a story about yeah. this. <laughs> I'll tell you the mad thing as well is, yeah, is that, um, so Auto Cup scheme comes out, uh, I'll be getting a ticket for the Blackburn game. They're going to give me scheme then? Yeah. Yeah, I, I I thought I was, and I discovered I weren't, and then I've gone back into it. I was going to say, you should have got the... Um, yeah, the, the well, that's why yeah. I've, I've sorted it Yeah, so it did out. I think I was in it, by the yeah. way, and I wasn't. So, and this is the thing, where West Ham's fantastic system doesn't work. But anyway, you get, you get another got back point, don't you? We Double get two points. points for Blackburn. Yeah. So, yeah. What, but people that go to Silkberg are only going to get one. Yeah. Yeah. That's, <sighs> that's wrong. Did everyone yeah. get two points? By the way, the points that disappeared came back. I've got 12 points again now. Um, did everyone I'm get not... their points back that went missing? I I'm actually not... just queried mine today because I don't think I've got all mine back. Are, are you in the cup scheme, Stel? I am, yeah. So do you get two points for European home games? No. Oh, you don't. Right, okay. No. It's only two points for the domestic home games. Yeah. yeah. All right. Right, I need to do what Nigel's done and join them to get me two points. Um, but I think what the club will probably start doing, or what they should do, is make sure you attend. Because and well, I will uh, pick you, up oh, with that. You, you said, that. I'll tell you a story. yeah. So you've said forty thousand tickets were sold, yeah, yeah, for the uh, Stour Bucharest game. Yeah, FCFSB. Thirty, thirty, thirty-five thousand top whack. 
in the ground. But I think a lot of people, and I've heard this, buy the package, but they then don't, you know, think going. Some people bought the package, by the way, without even knowing the opposition or when it's going to be. You know, they do well, start selling it. That, yeah, but that, that was the thing, and this is where the club. I think I, I waited until I, you know, well, I, did, I didn't know what free. games I could go to, so. There is one I can't make, and that's why I didn't buy all three. But the, and the weird thing about it is, is that the free game package. So let's just say it would have been twenty quid. So the, so for me to go for two games is forty quid. Well, the free game package was forty two pound. Yeah. So it's it's one of them just, things. Just but going back to Silkberg or Silky Berg, as you call them. Yeah. Um, Tickets, you know, our allocation was only 760 and they're 12 quid each. And I know a few people who bought them, not reading the small print, that um, they're going to remove your point if you don't pick it up. And, and ban you. And ban you from the next Europa game, yeah. which is Antelect. Um, so they went on sale to Bond Hotels and Away season ticket holders. Obviously, it didn't sell out there, and they usually would. And that was on Monday the 5th. Uh, you had to have 43 points to start off with. And this is where the strategy fails, and I agree with Stell. So it was just a day ago, it was down to 31. You know, it only came down to me at 9 o'clock this morning with my 12 points. Well, at 3 o'clock this afternoon, uh, sorry, 11 o'clock this afternoon, I think it was at zero points. So any season ticket holder could buy one. At 3 o'clock this afternoon, it was down to Claret members, and we're, which is where it is now. It still hasn't sold out. I've just checked this second. Now, a few about a day ago, I was told that 400 tickets out of 760 were unsold. Um, but the, and, and it's the, now too late. You know, if I had bought if I'd have bought one this morning, there's no way. I mean, that's what I'm saying. And this is the, and this I, is I the, the stupidity how, and, and I think of the way they've to, done it. Why have they done it like this? It's difficult to get to the ground Why? anyway. There's, it's not easy to fly there, is it? Still, Do you know, some away games, and this is the, and this is the thing. Our, so if you look back, sometimes what they used to do was group ticket holder uh, points into groups. So. That it would go on sale for an away game, say up north, and it'd say everybody over thirty points gets first dibs, and then the clock starts coming down in three or five point blocks. Yeah, so then it and that sort of frees up. So when you do it as West Ham do it in thirty-five, thirty-four, thirty-three, thirty-two, I've missed out. I could have gone to Everton. Sunday. Now I missed out on getting a ticket because I can't keep up with. It's like I've got to set an alarm on my phone because um, I can't keep up with when my window is. Because you, you, you just, you just. I think I think Everton sold out. I've got twenty two points or, t- or twenty three points. I think I've got, and I think Everton sold out at twenty one or twenty two. So yeah, I could have got a ticket. Out. I just missed out. I had one yeah. in my. Um... I've got to wait until, when is, oh, you've just made me check, because I thought it was today, I wonder if Southampton sold out, um, because I, I want to get Southampton. And and I think West Ham, and it's funny how West Ham can email you about garbage, yeah, but they never email you when the away season, when the away tickets are going to be sold. 
you've got to keep checking the website. Yeah, no, I make you right. Yeah? So this this is an important bit of information that the club should oh, be revealing. Shit. And Southampton sold out. Yeah. So how many points? I'm just checking now. Know. So it's you know, sold out to 21 points. Oh, see, I knew I wouldn't get there again. See. So I've got to end to ballot again now. Um, but but oh. yeah, 21 points. There's just no way I'm going to get an away game. No, and, the, and, the, and this is Unless the I thing. get lucky in the ballot. Yeah. But Sean, this is what uh, um, Nigel's point. What they did for Silky Borg is exactly what they should be doing for every away game. Well, now, we are, know so the let black me tell market. you. So they are looking to share data with away um, uh, Premier League games that once they share the data, retrospectively, if you do not turn, if your your ticket has not gone through a turnstile, they will retrospectively remove the point afterwards. Not, bef- not before time, but the, the problem with that, But Sean, it's a data is, thing. It's a data sharing problem up to now. Right. The, but the problem with that is we know there's a black market for away tickets for Premier League. We know League, there is, right? yeah. So, you know, um, th- those tickets will get used regardless. You know, and I, I, I hate even thinking about advocating this, but if they don't bring in a, a, a tighter system um, to, to, to control who actually gets the tickets, you're never going to get, you know, I'm on, I'm on 24 points, 25 points now, you know, and I'm just lucky enough, I've just hit that threshold where I know I can start getting more away game tickets, you know, but there's a lot of people like you, and other people that will never have a chance. And next se- at the end of this season, your priority points will disappear because they yeah. take off what you what well, you accumulate. Do you know the what? I've before. just I've just tried to go in the ballot, which is supposed to be open that closes on the twenty first, and it, it tells me I'm not eligible to uh, enter the ballot for for Southampton. That must be just you, though, Sean. They're probably <laughs> well, usually I'm quite lucky in the ballot. <laughs> That's probably why. <laughs> True. But but yeah, something's got to be sorted out. But th- there is abuse. Um, look, all I can say is they're quite strict when you do pick up tickets abroad. Still, I'm sure you know. Cause you oh yeah, I know. Them. I'm aware of that. And 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 it's uh, you know what? It, it it's a good system to have because uh, that would have been abused. You know, it would have been even even worse abuse if they hadn't introduced the. Uh, the, the way you, you know, the voucher system is a pain in the ass, but it's the right thing to do, without a doubt. The right thing to do. Oh, I uh, don't know about that. To be honest, you, why, I'm mate? Not, I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I it, do, it, do you know it's what? The, the only way certain. Uh, you know, uh, we'll, what's we'll gone get, on? Get has gone on forever, and 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 the, the, the if if they went, the, the, there is a problem, and and this is what the problem is. Yeah is you've got a, a sizable chunk of the away fan base, season ticket holders, yeah? Something they've had in place probably since the 2000s, yeah? So I don't remember when OA season tickets became a thing. They've got about 700. So they, so they cap 3,000 away fans, 700. That's, but then again, these are what we would call legacy fans. I think that is the phrase that is used. There's a good chance that near enough every away season to get older is what we would call an Upton Park boy. Yeah? If I'm, I'm not yeah, being no, too I, harsh. Yeah, no, you're probably right. Yeah? So, but what we've done is, is that the club 
through marketing bollocks and everything else have managed to increase the season ticket um, uptake. And, and and obviously, David, well, not just David Moyes, West Ham are better away from home than they ever used to be as well. Yeah? So in the old days, you'd be lucky to watch West Ham win away from home three times. <laughs> yeah? And that, and, true, and, the, and uh, you go and look at the league stats, that'll be, that, that'll be the, 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 the fact of it. You know, now, because for whatever reason, you know, we've got so many more people now that want to go away games. Not just season ticket holders, club members, you know. You've you got fans that live up north that don't come down for home games that would love to go to an up north away game. How do yeah. they get tickets? You know, and, and there, there's ballot. all this... Well, Whose idea yeah. was it to do that balance? Well, <laughs> you know, I don't like to blow me on trumpet, Sean, but still. Uh, well, no, That's not the ballot. My, 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 thing, my, my, my plan was actually the bigger the allocation, the more percentage of the tickets should go in the ballot or actually my was the other way the less the allocation then the ballot should shrink with as the um so uh because before it was always i think 10 percent and i said that if you've only got two thousand tickets that should be like seven percent yeah should go in the ballot um they were the days when we were we were running the ticket uh subgroup weren't they Nigel? yeah yeah when it actually worked it did, yeah. <laughs> dear oh dear um so I, you know it the problem you got is it needs a discussion within the fan base yeah but the fan base in my opinion is so fractured got no real decent which may be a bit harsh but um, fan group that can sit with the club and actually have that conversation. So, you know, I'd, that's that's where the way I see it. As I see it, there's a part of me that thinks the SAB worked better than the ISC. This, the, the, you know, than what we got now. The SAB actually worked better. Yeah. So, I don't disagree. By the way, mm, no. Um, let's talk about other news, a uh, little bit of, uh, well, let's I'll just have a quick thing of six foot two. I mean, we'll probably we've done about 50 stories since the last time. Um, obviously Moyes did his press conference today, um, and confirmed, uh, Aaron Cresswell traveled and, uh, Craig Dawson traveled. Ben Johnson still not training, hasn't traveled. Uh, Kone, fine. Thomas Suchek, fine. So just a Gurr and uh, Johnson that are injured. So he's, he's got quite a big um, squad to pick from. Although he does so, the artificial pitch might be a factor and he might rotate. Um, they've announced, obviously, the Everton game will now go ahead on Sunday. It moved to 2.15. It's on Sky. Um, and they will play a tribute to the Queen. There's a minute silence, and I think the national anthem will be played. Um, and then there's going to be a unlike at the UEFA game. Yeah, and there's going to be a an unless applause, of course your Rangers. A, an applause on 70 minutes. Yeah, UEFA um, denied. I mean, obviously it didn't affect us, but because uh, we didn't put up a special request because we didn't have a home game, but denied the national anthem to be played, which is a bit. Um, uh, one story that interests me today: uh, a jetty who we sold to Celtic 4.5 million quid 
with with some add-ons. Um, it's just he's left um, Celtic on the, on the, a loan to Austria uh, with an option to buy for two point one million pound. It just hasn't worked for him. I think he scored nine goals in fifty odd games. He's way down the pecking order. He played fifty odd games for Celtic. Yeah, yeah, forty eight wow. actually, to be precise. Um, two years ago he left. Yeah, uh, but he's just you know. Colton Cole like stats there. Uh, I think Colton got less. So. Yeah, mm. uh, but you know it was right to sell him. We all said, "Well, what are we doing?" Was that a Pellegrini one as well? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Andy Carroll could move to Reading. He rejected a move to Iran. You've got to laugh at that. I mean, you <laughs> said though the other day you wouldn't mind him. You know, thirty-three years yeah. old. That's right. Um, he turned down Iranian tractor side. <laughs> which is apparently a, a, a side that used to make tractors in Iran, offered him 20 grand a week uh, to play and a one-year deal. And he turned them down and he's looking to return to Reading. Uh, interesting, this is a story that interests me today. I don't know if you've covered it still. You can talk about your new show. Uh, Hammers hijacked deal after media video was shot. So the Athletic ran this great story saying, you know, they didn't name them, but we all know who it was. Um, Crystal Palace thought they'd sign Flynn Downs. They agreed a fee with Swansea of £8 million. They agreed add-ons. They agreed personal terms with the agent. He came down. He's done the medical. He did a picture of him in his shirt, did the announcement video, and the last minute West Ham come in and hijack it. It just goes to prove to all the ITKs and all the people who go, deal's done, deal's done. Until someone signs on the dotted line, it's never done. Sean, do you, do you not remember the conversation we had when that happened? No, no, I don't you even told, remember tomorrow. You told us we weren't allowed. You told us we weren't allowed to report it. <laughs> yeah, I, I know I did. Yeah. But didn't Flynn Downs come out and say that he was actually at Crystal Palace about a sign? And when they rung up and said West Ham were in for him, he had That's to right. leave Crystal Palace. Apparently, he was in the office with the manager. Yeah, he was. Yeah, but now it's, it, now it's in the public domain. It don't matter because, you know... Yeah, but that would have been a great power. exclusive. It would have added at least three subscribers to my yeah. YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hope. Now, we did release a little bit of detective work. I did track down... Uh, this is a bit of a sad one. I tracked down the flight that took West Ham. I asked the club. I said, you know, when, when, are, when are the squad flying? He went, oh, well, it's a bit of a... You know, we don't reveal that. So I worked out, and a little bit detective work still, I worked out what the closest airport was to uh, Silkyberg, Borg, and then worked out what flies were arriving for London. You know, all these websites are really handy. Worked out that the 737 was run by 2XL Aviation, who West Ham use all the time, and knew that it took off at 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock today from Stansted and, and arrived at 2.20. Would that just carry the team, would it? it? Carries, well, it's actually got over 100 seats, so it probably would carry the team, the press, All right. uh, the media because, department. Because there, there, there's one thing that's coming for me Go on. about this European run, and it's the difficulty in supporters travelling. Now, and this is the thing, this ties up with, if West Ham, yeah, um, organised travel for fans proper travel for fans so fly them out on the day and fly them back home after the game with transfers yeah perhaps they could sell tickets up to the day before the game 
Agreed. And, and what else? Good idea. The, 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 the fact is that the, the, the club just doing the tickets. Years ago, the club would sell these packages. The fact that you could, because you, you can't get these packages on the open market. Nobody does fly you in, fly you out no. on the same day. Yet, actually, that if you paid more for your flight, but you didn't have to pay hotel and everything else expenses, it makes the trip more yeah, affordable no. to fans. So the club could provide a service, possibly with a bit of profit thrown in, though I'm not, you know, not a fan yeah. of the club making profit out of these things. It could be just a club service. You know, they could fly yeah, no, you I in agree. and they fly you out. Plane. And guess what? You yeah. could put the players on the flight, yeah, and put and the fans on yeah. the flight and everything else. No, and it's a you. service, and it would open the door up to more, uh, to a lot of fans being able to get to games a lot easier. Yeah. I don't know if you know, or you may know, one of our listeners offered to drive me, as long as I chipped in for petrol, five of them going to Belgium game. Do you know who that yeah. is? I've got a good idea. <laughs> you probably ask me first. Yeah, I'm sure. That's why I said that, because yeah. I'm sure I was second on the list Yeah, uh, to the Antelope game. So yeah, some people. I know some people are driving to uh, to. Um, well, uh, as my preview well. in in of Viborg, uh, it, it's a one hour fifteen flight. So that, at the the way to do it was that thing to fly to Aarhus, um, and then it's a first. That's where Dodds is. Dodds is flying to Germany, yeah. is he? Well, I think well. he's going a bit of a roundabout way, but I mean, if you're doing it direct, it's a twelve hour drive though, Viborg. Yeah. And you know, and I'm surprised a lot of people don't don't actually think about that. Actually, yeah. I mean, twelve hour. Well, I mean, the the plan from our listener was to drive there and back. You know, not yeah, but hold up, I've done day trips to Belgium all the time. Yeah, a day trip to to Brussels, very very easy. Yeah, you know, Eurostar would would have been fantastic. But then you think the club could have put on a Eurostar train. Yeah, you know, I had, you know, sold the seats on it. You go in, and after the game, the U-Star trains waiting in Brussels and take you on like the old-fashioned, yeah. you know. And then we're we're all back to yeah. central London in two yeah. hours. Yeah, no, true. It's such a shame that you know because th- those are quite really quite good ideas, and it will build up a good atmosphere as well. Because you imagine the cost, everyone. Um... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You know, paying for their own travel accommodation and then having to stay overnight. I was looking at flights and, you know, getting out there in the morning is easy. You've got a one hour and a half flight from Stansted gets you in at about nine and then you can make your way to the, make your way to the uh, stadium. But it's the game, you know, the game doesn't start till what, nine o'clock their time? Um, which means that there's no way you're getting back that night. Yeah. You know, and it is a shame yeah. because that well, it doesn't would kick off tomorrow to nine o'clock. So they must be staying. I was trying to find the hotel, but couldn't track it down because all the hotels are cheap inside. But there's no posh hotels in there. Yeah, but they've all sold out, Sean. Radisson uh, Blue was my best guess, but I didn't know that. So anyway, back to the news. Uh, new club in Hunt for West Ham right back. Come on, we're having a little bit of a clue. Can you guess the story from the uh, headline still? Or uh, this is where I test whether you read any stories. Well, Leeds. It's That's Leeds. Not... You're right. Uh, yeah, that... yeah. Right. Harrison Ashby, who was linked to a Newcastle move, um, and Preston North End, 2.5, turned down. It's interesting because it'll be really interesting if we see him tomorrow. Because I asked the club and I said, look, it was I was told by a senior source that he was denied his move because we needed him for cover for Europa Conference League. Okay. And woe betide, last Thursday, he wasn't there. So little stories. I mean, Stell talked to me and go, what's going on, Sean? And, you know, he'd heard the same rumours as I, you know. I said, well, you know, I've heard three different tales. Number one, he's got a bit of a sprain. He's got a knock and he's, he's out. Number two, he's not making himself available. Shorthand for strike. Number three... The manager's not choosing him because he doesn't think his head's right, you know, or his mindset's not right. And uh, I got the answer, sorry, as a question for the manager. <laughs> All right, well, ask him then. So it's interesting that today, and a lot, I know a lot of the journalists there out there at the time, you know, we all talk to each other. No one asked that question. So all eyes, you know, he wasn't mentioning all the injuries all eyes whether he's in the squad if he doesn't make i mean is there nine substitutions in he won't in... he won't make it sean he wasn't he, he wasn't as part part of the training uh you know they put out a little video well, there you today. go so what was the point of denying him i mean i don't know what the truth is and, and i wrote it's a mystery but um... i think given that he wasn't even in training today when you saw the video that was put out you've got to you've got to make the assumption that he's not that he's got an injury yeah now, while I've written, I think, about 75 stories since the last time we recorded, we have got one new news reporter who wrote one story. Um, why a certain Southampton defender snubbed the hammers? Who, who wrote that? Some bloke called Stell. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, well he, done. There you, know. you go. Welcome to the welcome to the newspaper business. Welcome what, to the land of sleaze. What's the story about? <laughs> Hold up. I was just reading something else. Say that again. What's the story about, Stell? Tell us. Well, the story is about uh, why uh, Jan Bednarik uh, decided to opt for Aston Villa over but I'm West asking Ham. you, why did he? I'm just seeing if you remember. You wrote the story. Oh, sorry, yeah. Oh, no. Well, uh, he had a conversation with David Moyes and he had a conversation with Steven Gerrard 
the conversation with David Moyes went, apparently, this is according to the Polish uh, coach who Bednarik spoke to. The, um, uh, the conversation with Moyes was along the lines of, I've got an injury, I need someone to play as cover. You know, do you fancy it? And Bednarik thought, yeah, I'll take my chances, compete against all the other centre-backs. Yeah. And, the co- and then the conversation with Gerard was, you need to go to the World Cup. You need to be playing. You'll be part of my plans. Do you want to come? Hmm. <laughs> it's quite different. Now, you're good. You're, you're talking of uh, centre-backs. Um, and I, I do agree. I could never see him coming because, you know, the choice. Uh, there were two centre-backs linked to us. And you asked me and, you know, and I got a bit of grief from AI Sean going, well, just don't report it. You know, get, talk to your senior source. And I did. Um, two stories. One of a... Um, I can't remember their names. Uh, uh, United, Agadu. yeah, and one free agent. What are their names? Well, oh, that—that's the free agent, Dan Axel Sagadu, who played for Dortmund. And uh, no interest. Dortmund. And I know other media outlets are going. You know, it's close, etc. I have been told, and the Express has followed this up. No interest. No interest. It's not true. It's, it's an agent talk. And then I was told the same with the Sheffield What's United What's his name? Guy. Dan Axel F. Zagadu. That's it. Yeah. Not do Dan Axel F. And not some, Zagadu, do, do, et cetera. Some wannabe ITKs and some media <laughs> YouTube channels are saying that it's close. I have asked not just one source, but three sources. <laughs> and both, all three sources, one senior, one club, one non-club, have all said, ah, ain't happening. You know, uh, the, the conversation we... Uh, who's who's you, the Sheffield United guy? I forget his name. The 11 million guy. The other guy is John Egan. The That's Irish it, John Canadian. Egan. Yeah. yeah. He was he was good in Roxy Music. <laughs> <laughs> but it ain't, it ain't going to happen. I've told Stel to trust me. I know that it keeps on popping up, but if it's a no, well, it's a no. Well, here, here's the logic. You know, well, you think of the logic. He was made a free agent on the 1st of July. Um, we then got an injury to a GERD and then we chased uh, Tilo Kerra. If he was available from the 1st of, of July as a free agent, wouldn't we have signed him by now? Yeah, you know, and you're why chase right. a player that costs so why 10 did you million doubt pounds? me? Why did you doubt me? It's not that I doubt you, but every time I open the, the latest social media uh, page on West Ham... Yeah, but I've told you about this. What have I told you about listening to West Ham Network? It's a load of old bollocks. <laughs> You are a bastard. I know, I know I am. I know, I know. But hey, look, the button monkey and, and the Scotsman, no, no, I don't love them. No, I love them, really. Um, next headline, right? Test. Hammer recalled to face Argentina in USA. Is this a quiz? It is a quiz, yeah. Oh, right. Hammer who? Hammer recalled to face Argentina in USA. Not basically, Nigel, he's trying to find out if you've read all his articles in sixfoot2.co.uk. Just in the last two days, by the way. Hammer recalled to play Argentina. In USA. In USA. Yeah. Is it, is it uh, Paqueta? No, it's no. not. Oh, right. Antonio. It's him. Antonio. He's been called by the <laughs> reggae boys back to play for Jamaica. <laughs> you, know, this... you know that's going to end in tears, don't you? You, just you do, do know. Oh, so it just shows I don't read my own website now. Yeah. 
Hammond <laughs> confirmed fixture changes, so you you know that November's <coughs> changed. Yeah, yeah. Can I just point out, Sean? Yeah. Yeah. Now you are the news editor, Clarence. Uh, sorry. Now you Ooh. are the news editor <laughs> <laughs> of six foot two. Can I just point out? Yeah. While I may not read every article, I do actually read more than I used to. Oh, good, good. So Without the advert. Since yeah? the transfer. Yeah. Well, even with the advert. <coughs> All right. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I, I haven't got to, I'm not going to do all of them, but this is one, is one for you, Nigel. VAR yeah. decisions to be automated. Uh, well, this is about the Premier League looking at an automated VAR system. Um, from next season. Cross How site. on earth is that going to work? It's going to use AI, uh, machine learning, to basically quickly look at lines, learn from previous decisions, oh. and quickly make a decision in seconds. Right, oh, now... You're talking about off-site... Off-site only. Right, hold up, only. right. Now, and now get it now. And this is great, because the, f- the, the thing about VAR is everybody goes, why don't it cause a problem abroad? And I pointed out recently that there's been problems in Italy. The big VAR problem just gone was in Italy. Did you see it, boys? The Juventus goal? Yeah, I, Nin- I read about it. 93rd or 4th minute. So a corner comes in. The, the player heads it on. I, don't, I think it brushes the attacker and goes in. They go mad. It's the 94th minute. Juve were 2-0 down as well. And this made it 3-2. The player takes his shirt off. Everything. Gets a red card. Second yellow. Gets sent off. But it don't matter, does it? Just as they kick off, referee goes, hold up a minute. Goes over to the touchline for the offside. Disallows the goal offside. So they look at the picture. Yeah, And this is the thing. They look at the, the images, the camera images, and everything else. You know what the camera didn't pick up, though? No. The defender out wide playing the attacker onside. So they only drew their lines from the defenders in then the it middle. Be consistently wrong, as long as it's Hold consistent. Up. From, from, the, from the penalty area. What they didn't do was draw it from the last defender who was actually out wide yeah. by the corner taker. So the bloke was never offside. The goal should have stood. And, and and you know, it just reinforces me, mm-hmm. you know, why I think VAR is a bad thing. It should be scrapped and that pressure should be brought on to yep. scrap it. Because for every right decision, you get a wrong decision. Well, then we might as well have stuck with the referees and add football, you know, uh, at least you can celebrate a goal once it's given, yeah. whether it be right or wrong. Yeah. So cool. It just. But it, it ain't. It ain't going to be scrapped, though, is it, Nigel? It's, no, it's it won't be. Scrapped. No. It won't. No. And this is. And this is how you know it ain't going to be scrapped because now they're looking at oh AI. So, AI. So AI. Where, where football AI is played Sean. with the Ew. benefit of the doubt given to the attackers. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the thing what VAR's done is where before the offside rule it was always benefited that given the attackers and because that would allow more goals. Yeah. Where it becomes definitive, VAR's a goal killer. And goals are fun yeah. people. Yeah. 
Right. Don't you Back think the... that uh, if, if it's going to learn, Sean, you know, this AI system, that means that the, the machine learning yeah. number of games are going to be... Yeah, you know, you, you have to feed it all the data on previous yeah. decisions and right. then it uses machine oh, learning. So you feed it on previous decisions. So yeah, you, you do. It, if you feed it duff data, it's going to... Well, no, you give it the bright data. It gets reviewed. But anyway, it's, oh. it's not an AI podcast. Five more in the quiz. Prediction model reveals Hammer's final table position. Oh, this is some supercomputer, isn't it? Supercomputer says we're going to finish 11th. 12% chance of relegation. Would you take 11th? 48 points minus six goal differences. Only if we win a cup. Okay. All right. Next one. Uh, Hammer's value soars by 77%. Hold up. So, So still, we don't win a cup. What? So you're not happy with 11th? No, you know I transition you know year, I, transition year. Sir. Yeah, no, no, exactly. You you know what I think sack Moyes, Moyes out. No, you, from finishing level. Don't you try and put that one on me. You know I'm not not that way inclined. Um, but there will be a lot of people, as you well know, Nigel, who will be extremely unhappy. Yeah, yeah. if we oh, finish mid table yeah. because they cannot see the fact that, and I know Sean just said it, they cannot see the fact that it is a transitional season. Yeah. 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 You know, and they're not going to like. They don't. They don't. They don't give a, a stuff. You know, oh. it, people want success. Yeah. Whatever success looks like for me, success winning a cup, like you said, Nigel. You know, ju- um, Chokies, just avoid Chokies, relegation Chokies, and win a yeah. cup is a successful season. Yeah. yeah. You know. So West Ham value sourced by seventy-seven <laughs> percent. So says Sean. Did it wasn't so says Sean. Forbes says it right. <laughs> did you not see what I put on? I the did say tape? what you put. Yeah, on the ticket tape. <laughs> West Ham has been valued by Forbes at 770 million with a 77% increase in the last two years. Is that 18th is that, most valuable club in the world? Is that Tyrell Forbes who used to be a defender for us? In the no, it's a US business no. publication, oh, Forbes. Very well respected. Do you know what? Oh. Daniel Kredinsky has done quite well. We've always said he's an investor. If that's true, he bought his shares for 150. He's, he's made 60 million already on his shares. So, you know, I do look. There's no. I've got no reason to believe that 770 is not correct. But they do uh, value Everton and Leicester more than us, which makes it a little bit doubtful. But there you go. West Ham vice chairman greets new king. Come on. This is one for you, Nigel, because I know you, you you love this. Uh, one. Do you know what? Yeah, I, obviously I didn't read it, but obviously you know, the, you know Brady out, long live the king. I think my tweet. <laughs> well, do you know what? She's she's a member of the House of Lords. She got front seat in when yeah. she greeted King Charles the Third. Yeah. You know, we forget she's a House of Lords. Um, so and and she put her memories on the summer. No, you read them about uh, how how many times she met the Queen and. Uh, her memories of the Queen. Top former Hammer is top scorer in Italy. This is uh, yeah, I know this one. Go on, who is it? Uh, it's Arnautovic. He's got he is yeah six or eight goals. Yeah, I think he's got eight goals on the next yeah. place. is six. Should he's we getting... have uh, should we have got it? Two point seven million pound from uh, China. Thirty three year old. Well, yeah. well, you're opening up a can of worms here, aren't you? Because oh. you know who I'm going to mention. Who? Elair. Yeah. No, we can't say we can't say one player doing well in an, in a foreign league. Yeah, oh, no, I, I, hold up, hold up. No, yeah, but still. it is Italy, and Italy's not a proper league. Still, no, hold up. Italy, <laughs> one, oh, here we go. Here one, we Italy's go. hard at the scoring in the Premier League. Uh, well, two, yeah, they've got tougher defenders. I'll give yeah, you that. Two, give you that. 
I mean, Hallard didn't set West Ham alight. I think you could argue Arnautovic did very well. Yeah. So I think there is a difference there. The fact well, that Man United were looking at him, seriously were looking at him, and I never understood the fan reaction in, in, in Arnautovic. The problem with Arnautovic ever coming back to West Ham was the, 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 the way he left us to go to China. Yeah. You know, yeah. would I have Arnautovic back? We all know he prospered under David Moyes. And I think Arnautovic possibly may have been... Um, Skamaka, I'm still 50-50 on. You know, and I don't doubt the bloke's talent. This comes down to the way we play. You know, you can see by the second half, Antonio coming on. For Skamaka to thrive, he needs a left-footed winger on the left and a right-footed winger on the right. Well, we all know, Moyes, you know, don't play like that. He plays Bowen on the right, who's left-footed. And he wants Cornet on the other side. Yeah. So... He, he likes inverted wingers that can cut in and, and will score goals as well, share the goals around the front three rather than have one as a focal. Mm. And I think that may cause Skamaka a problem. Yeah. I, I think it might cause another player problems as well, and that's Pakatar. Because. Um, oh, you're finally getting into it now, aren't you, using his right name? Yeah, I am. Because I actually listened to his video and he said it the stack. Well, that's, that's where we got it from, yeah. yeah. And. Um, we know uh, what we're talking about still. <laughs> Even though I'm the worst person to tell people Strange how to pronounce enough. names. Yeah. No, but I, you know, when, when I did a, a, a preview on, 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 on him, he played a 4-2-3-1 system in Milan, didn't work. He went to Lyon. The manager changed the system for him to a 4-3-3. He thrived. And I reckon Skamaka and Pakatar would thrive in a 4-3-3. Mm. But is Moyes... Well, to change it. We should bring in uh, Vlasic. Um, you know, Toronto is tearing it up. How many goals has he scored in Toronto? Toronto. In Canada? Is yeah, it Toronto. Is that right? <laughs> Torino. Is that right? Torino. Oh, right. oh, Torino in Italy. Make um, your mind up. Where's he playing, Sean? He's, uh, how many goals has he scored in like three? Three, three, three goals. Three, oh. three and three, though. Three, three goals in yeah, three games. Yeah, it was games. three and three, yeah. But he hasn't and, scored for the last two games. And. Oh. Um, you know, they've got, uh, I know they keep on saying a 15 million euro, but my senior source says 13. Do you know what? It's 11 million quid. They've got a bit of a bargain. Not that we've paid that much because we're sort of not paying <laughs> after the first instalment because of Russia, not paying the rest. But still, uh, everyone's now writing stories going, you know, his value is soared. Mm, I don't know. Let's see at the end of the season how well he does. It's great yeah. now. But the only way you can evaluate... But people saying, uh, to get story, you know, he's playing in his favourite position, he's being played right, and, and Moyes never did that. Um, one more quiz story, right? And it's the top story of the last week. It is the top story by far. It broke all records for the biggest story on six foot two. West Ham goalkeeper fractures arm in freak <laughs> accident. <laughs> what are you laughing at, Stel? Because I know the answer. Cool. But when I read it, even I got worried. Hey, you knew the story. Do you know what? It, it, it happened in late um, August and most people missed it. It just didn't make the headlines. And when I read it, I thought, well, that's a great story to write. Well, and I even, <laughs> even it you. said to me, he got driven in. He called, he called me a click plate. Even Nigel got sucked in. Oh, that we caught everyone out on that. 
But I did mention to you, Sean, that I talked about that in my show about... Oh, did you? About a month ago. Yeah. Well, you didn't use a clickbait headline like that, did you, though? Clearly not. Clearly who not. Had, come on, for the people who don't know, what was it about? Joseph Anang just it moved was. to Derby and within a week fractured his wrist in training. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there you go. Look, six foot two, lots more stories than that. We haven't got time to go through them all tonight. But uh, Stale, can you do, you're doing a, a daily show now, aren't you, with some, some new stories. Tell, tell us about that and where you can find that. Well, you can find it on West Ham Voice um, YouTube channel. And it's a bit rough and ready at the moment. I won't lie to you. I'm trying, I'm trying to get the format right. But basically, it's just a very short show. Longest it will be, 10 minutes at most. Just highlighting the latest, um, the latest uh, news stories. Yeah, and there you you'll go. find in sixfoottwo.co.uk. We're we're all part of the family, you know. West Ham Voice, <laughs> Six Foot Two, more than just a podcast. It sounds like an advert. Claret and booze and Claret booze. Let's not forget them. Um, said Nick. Um, and <laughs> I love you, really. Um, anyway, we are one of the stories, the big exclusive date, and it probably hasn't got the kind of readers that I would hope. So I'm going to give it a little bit of air. Six foot two it did a freedom of information uh, to the London legacy development because our friend Dodsey is very upset about, I think he calls Six foot two's a wave fan. Yeah, calls, uh, is upset about uh, the, um, the new wall, the Brady wall, I think they call it. So I thought, all right, I'm going to ask a number of questions. And about 20 days ago, uh, I wrote to the London Legacy Corporation and said, right, I've got a number of questions. I think I had 20. Um, and, and the information came back today. So the new West Stand, they revealed, cost £15.5 million. Um, it was awarded to, it's a five-year contract, awarded to ES Global Limited. The contract lasts into 2027 with an option to extend to 2029. Uh, it said that during consultation of the West Ham were held with West Ham United. Uh, documents shared included the tender documents, the tender returns, choice of materials, uh, the design reports, and the uh, West Ham install period and programme. Um, it said the club did not have to approve the final stand, um, but as tenant, it had an integral part in development of the stand. Now, this is where it gets interesting. West Ham did have to pay towards the stand as a one-off capital contribution. It paid 373858 Yeah. And it pays 191700 index per annum towards the transition costs. Now, I, I guess in return, it got um, uh, the, the nice corporate seats, the 1966 seats. It does say then a further sum of 400000 for unavoidable costs, is yet to be finalised, is in the discussion of the club. In other words, they're arguing over 400 grand. Um, now, I asked the question, were there any conditions within the concession agreement about the West End? And it said, yes, conditions are contained within the concession agreement and the variation 1, 2, 3 deeds, which are available on the website. Um, then it says, the stadium owners said there was a consultation with the safety advisory group for the wall and uh, and that 
Stadium Safety Advisory Group consists of Newham, which is led by Lou, uh, Sheila uh, Roberts. It has Westfield on it. It has London Ambulance Service. It has TfL on it. It has West Ham on it. Who else does it have on it, Nigel? <laughs> we saw. Oh, oh right. well, I think called the West Ham United Trust. I don't know if they attend the actual meeting or, or they're briefed separately. Um, but, but I asked, well, why was this wall installed? And they said the SAG... The safety advisory group raised concerns about missile throwing and interactions between home and away fans in block 114 and 117, which became an immediate issue after Europa match between West Ham and Rapid um, Vienna on 25th of November 2021. Uh, now, that, that was, I, I was there, there was a lot of missiles being thrown backwards and forwards, uh, but mostly by Rapid Vienna, I will tell you, but unfortunately some of our people threw stuff back. During the design of the West Stand, the club's operations team were consulted on the nature of the barrier and proposed some alternative materials, such as netting and perspex, as used in other European clubs. However, these were not viable. So it does actually say the club could see this coming, and uh, suggested perspex and netting, but it was turned down. I, I, I find that extremely bizarre, Sean, because um, I, I know, I, I know you, you told you us in the chat yeah, earlier on. on that uh, netting was um, uh, not not considered because of the because of the roof. Yeah, we're going to get to that bit um, in a minute where they say that. So they say while it was. So then I asked, was it a requirement? Was the, the new wall a requirement for the, the raise to 62,000 uh, and a half? And they said, while it was not a requirement of a football authority to install the new wall, previous fines, which, by the way, the stadium have to pay, and security incidents were a contributive factor considered by the licensing authority, Newham Council, alongside other measures required to improve the stand and increase capacity to 62,500. So in other words, yes. They then say the rationale for installing the barrier were, one, to address concerns raised by the Licensing Authority, Newham Council, two, to address previous instances of antisocial behaviour and disorder, including verbal abuse, missile, coin throwing, threatening gestures, goading of away fans, and standing on the scrimmage service previously in place. Three, to build a partial, uh, to build on the partial success of the two-meter barrier that reduced but did not eradicate incidents between away and home supporters. Four, to reduce the potential for sanctions from UEFA, Premier League, and the FA. Five, to reduce cost of stewarding in the area. That's a big factor. Six, to form part of an overall design of the West Stand, adding You're a me now. border <laughs> to the stand in design of both north and south stands. The public body, this is the last bit, says netting was considered, but what in the end was considered not suitable due to the configuration of the stadium roof. So, oh, and the last bit, last line is West Ham pay, uh, the, the cost of that new wall from floor to top was £117,000, although it was not a standalone cost. Nigel, we we just look. We've got the information now, and it, it's quite a thorn, you know. And I've sent this on to Dodsey, and I've actually sent a copy to Hammers United and FSA uh, and and various other stakeholders. Well, 
where do we stand on this now? Or where do you stand on this now? I know You're not allowed to stand there for a start. That's no. the problem. Um, look. It's the end, isn't it? It ain't going. Well, it was never going to go. And, and and this is the thing. When I see it for the first time, you can see it's built in the, the way it is. That's there. The thing is, you know, while people focus on the Vienna game, there's been more than one game. You know, I sit above there. I see everything that gets thrown over and back again. Yeah? It goes back and back and forward. A lot of stuff, individual stuff, though. So, like, you might get a game where two bottles are thrown into the away end. Yeah? So, someone's managed to smuggle a bottle of drink in there, and they lob it into the away fans. The, 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 we know the area is sometimes overpopulated. We know how they do well, it. It's not now, since they've made the change. No, 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 no. no and this is the now. thing. So we know at the time the area was possibly overpopulated. They didn't know who was literally in the area because there was more people there than should have been. And we know that went on, so people can't throw that at me. And always, and bottles were thrown in there. So, so actually, it's the it's the actions of the minority that have caused these problems for the majority. Now, at the end of the day, I still maintain that instead of that closed wall, they could have done that in perspex. Yeah. They could have had the same height. Well, it sounds like West Ham did thing. ask that, and, and they well, said it was not viable. No, but because what it is, is that, and, and this is the thing, it's been taken out as a non-footballing matter. As you said, the fines, if, if there's trouble there, who pays the fines, the club or the stadium? So well, it's interesting. Because um, if it's the stadium that's paying the fines, if the fines are put upon the stadium, then this is a stadium decision. Yeah. And they are not going to give one jot about the what it does to the atmosphere or the spectator viewership of the game or, or everything else that goes along with home fans being able to see and have close proximity to the away fans. Yeah, no. So, so therefore, and, and it, this may seem harsh, but every person that threw a bottle in that area and walked out of there or, or thrown anything has caused this. Because you can you can hurl abuse and everything but, else. By the way, I've I'm, seen the damage. That <laughs> there a, was stuff bottle. going over. Well, uh, this is the thing. You, on Thursday as it worked, night, well, was, no, it hasn't. Because no. I've sat there and I've yeah. seen well, it. Well, Thursday night, yeah. I saw something go over the walls. Yeah. So it hasn't eradicated it. People no. now lobbing it blind. But, yeah. but that's all, you know, because the funny thing is, is that if they'd have put netting up from top to bottom and they're saying they couldn't hang it from the roof, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. Nothing's impossible. It's just they're looking at it and think, oh, you know, the netting would have stopped everything. Yeah. 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 So this is the funny thing. Like, I can tell s- you, when I went to Leon, there was Perspex separating yeah. us and the away fans at the top which did the job perfectly well. People could bang on it, but so what? And there was netting that went from the ground all the way to the top of the uh, the, the, the roof of the stadium, and it did the job it was meant to do. Hmm. You know, if you decide to throw anything, it's gonna only going to go on your own fans. And it, um, there is absolutely no reason whatsoever for them to have turned down the option of putting netting up or perspex, to be honest. Well, Bizarre. I think netting would have been the would have been the ideal thing because netting would have stopped near enough one hundred percent of bottles being yep. thrown. Yep. Actually, you just lob it over the wall now. You're throwing it blind, 
And and that's yeah. not good because actually, normally, generally, when people were throwing bottle, they were trying to throw it at someone, some away fan that was, you know, giving it to, off, the, yeah. to the own fans. So they were aiming at someone. Now they're just lobbing it into fans who, who are going to not see it coming and that could be just, you know, not partaking in... In, in in that part of the of what's going on, you know. But the funny thing about it is, and what I say to people down there is, upstairs where I am, two blocks away, you've got West Ham fans. No perspex, no, you know, no wall. Why is that? Because while well, you had well the behaved, odd fan jump sit over, down and you've got no, around that's you. not true. Because if you look, they 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 give each other dogs abuse up on the line. But what they don't do is they don't throw bottles at each other. Yeah, yeah, or or water butts in the case yeah, of true. yeah. You know. <laughs> that, that was another story. Which, uh, interesting thing. I don't know if you uh, have read this today. I'm sure Stella has because he's he's on the ball. Have you seen this uh, ban letter that's gone out? Yes. Um, and I, I was partaking on Twitter, and I got a bit of abuse back on it. But well, 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 I've got to see. So, all right. So, tell me your take, and I'll. So, I've you. said, look, there is a procedure, yeah, free of charge, because I've done it quite a yeah. few times. Yeah. Well to done, you. Allow someone, right, yeah. mm-hmm. to have your ticket, and yeah. that is, you don't print it off. You forward yeah. it to someone else. Yeah. Another account number, right? You can create yeah. one within seconds. And then it's in their name. It's not in your name. You're not responsible for yeah. it. You give it to mm. them. It costs zero. You don't have to pay a booking fee. They have it done, right? Mm. If you sell it, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not selling I've ever sold any of mine. You should not be selling it on a public forum, on social media, etc. Right? Because that's against the terms and conditions and the ground regulations. So you've gifted it to another person. If there is no proof that you sold it and you've correctly used the forwarding, then you can't get banned, right? Mm-hmm. So my question is, well, how is this person? Um, how is this person? What what evidence do they have? Oh, I've just managed to apply for two tickets. Good luck, it says in the Southampton ballot for myself right. and Finley. So so I don't know enough details, and I replied to the person and went, oh well, they won't listen. And then I said, just to finish this off. I said, well, they will listen now because there's a new football ombudsman, ob- ombudsman, I can't say the word, who found, and I, I linked the thing because I've yeah, read the story. Who found West Ham in found breach. found West Ham in breach yeah. of their appeals procedure. They That's have told right. them they've got to have an independent appeals process. And I've said, look, if you've been banned without any proof that you sold it, right? So if you sold it privately and there's no way they can know, if they haven't got no proof and no one's crossed you up with evidence, then appeal it and you'll be found innocent. Because if you insist that you gifted it to someone else and you followed the right procedures, then you can't get banned. All right. Just so people don't know, this is this is someone on Twitter who's published the letter from the club informing from your mate Ben Linsworth. Yeah, but who because they sold a ticket, was it for the Man City game? For the Man City game, yeah. That they've now been banned from the next three home games. Yeah. For selling the ticket. Now, we don't know what evidence the club have got that he sold it. We don't know if he sold it. You know, I, I, I don't know the person. I know him on Twitter. Big West Ham fan. Don't for one minute think he sold it for a profit. So I think he's just said, I'm not going at this game. Who wants to go? Yeah? And and sold it but or whatever. I, 
I'll right, tell you hold one on. thing. And right, I'll get on. you to the club of, of put this process in, yeah. But to pick one fan out, and I don't know if they've done it, well, I'm going to I'm tell you something in a minute that yeah. I believe. So I'd like to know how many other fans have been collared like this. But to do it in the way that they've done it, I think is actually right. disgraceful. So I can tell you now, a, a little bit of our sausages are made. A lot of people think that West Ham employees hang in <laughs> forums and no, they West don't. Ham. They don't, right? They don't have the resources and they're incompetent. <laughs> Quite simply, I've told Stell this, I've told Nigel knows this, we've, we've asked it. They just don't know. Do you know where they get most of their information from? Yeah, people can uh, People grasp. take yeah. screenshots and grasp people up. And Stell, yeah. you'll know this. Yeah. Any ticket abuse, 99.9% of the time, is because another West Ham fan has grasped another West Ham fan up. And that I, is very, very bizarre. And why would someone do that? I don't know. I'll tell you why people do that generally. Why, why would people be grasses? And the thing about it is, is that what you've got to try and be is you've got to try and be nice to people. Yeah. So let's put it like this. Say, say a certain Sean Whetstone wanted to sell something publicly and whatever against the rules. I'll get grassed up like no. There would business. be a queue round the whole stadium ready to grass <laughs> Sean up. That's yeah? true. Because that's the way of life. Yeah, if if you go around upsetting people, you don't know when that person that you've upset may think, "I'll get my own back on you. I'll grass you up." Yeah, that's how it works when grasses, you know, or sort of whatever people grass people up to the police as such or whatever. It's not done by your mate who thinks actually you've been a bit stupid. I'm going to tell the world, Bill. It's generally done by probably another member of the criminal fraternity. Yeah, that you've upset or is in a rival gang and they will grass you up. That's how it works. So, yeah. you know, generally, you will see, there's a reason why I don't do anything like that publicly. And there's the reason why. Yeah. Well, don't don't get caught, guys. Don't, don't go on public forums under your own name and try and sell tickets. And don't publicise your, you know, seat number and stuff like that. It's just stupid. Um... Look, we said we're going to record a short one, and we're already nearly on a hundred minutes. Uh, we don't, we don't have time uh, for questions this week. Yeah, but that's because you wanted to bang on about bleeding ten stories. Yeah, we're we're promoting your website, Nigel. Um, we're going places, mate. We're going. But you places. didn't, you didn't bring up anything I wrote this week. Well, <laughs> go on. It's, it's your time to. No, I'm just saying. No, whistle. I I read it, Nigel, and it was a really good read as well. What, what one about? still? Uh, the the <laughs> silk the silky Borg preview. Yeah, did you like it? I thought it was really interesting. Did you like the, the, the what about the manager one? Did you read the manager one? Well, mate, that and that and, um, that gave me the uh, the inspiration. Well, I did the preview tonight that you, yeah. which had just gone out. Got oh, I'll watch that later. Yeah, and um, that I I got uh, Danish Hammer Fleming on. Oh yeah, and we talked about Kent. There you go, Nielsen. See. All right, I'm, I'm quickly reading it. Um. <laughs> yeah, bit of local knowledge. Kent Nielsen. Yeah, the the, the, the yeah, the, it's um was at Aston Villa for a couple of years basically, yep. and uh, played a couple of games against West Ham. The one thing I didn't put on there, I forgot to put on there, 
So, so um, it's far better. It's not too long. It's not a thousand yeah, words. No, so see, I can read that one. You're no, learning. That's what, yeah. So with them previews, I split it into two. Yeah, so, good idea. Uh, um, thank you very much. So the, the thing about Kent Nielsen that I didn't put on there, this is a strange fact, is that his um, player number, so if, if which is not really advertised. They do it a lot. They do it in cricket. So if you play cricket for England and you see an England cricketer with like 754, on on his on his hat or, or whatever, that means he's the seven hundred and fifty fourth player to win an England cap playing mm. cricket. Yeah, so his Aston Villa number is six six six. Oh, oh, I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, see, <laughs> I, I, you know, and you think normally you'd think oh six six nine something I did learn that I thoroughly researched this in the <coughs> Aston Villa Hall of Fame. I think I think six six nine was Frank McAvenny. Oh. Yeah. So when he left West Ham, went to play for Villa for three games. Obviously didn't work out for Frank. But um there you go. Anything so, else you wanna plug or talk about before we People do may not realise the game's also being played on a plastic pitch. I do realise yeah. that. There was a story about that earlier and, and Well I wrote it in the article. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Well I also so, wrote yeah. what, what yeah. they did more. What David yeah. Moyes said about it in his press conference today, and also what what, what did you? All right, let me ask I'll you. I'll tell a question. you what I also covered. Cool. Yeah, is that how can we judge how good Silkberg are? I don't know. Uh, what would be the best judge, Sean? Come on, think now. A Danish how do we hammer. Judge? I don't know. Right. So when have we played a Danish team? We lost the other week. Right. So how would you judge? Are they better than Viberg? Right. How would you judge that? Are they higher in the league? How many times have they won watch, the league? How about when they played each other oh, recently? Good. Oh, what a good yeah. idea. Who won that game? You should write yeah. about that. I did. Oh, he did write about it. Fireball right, beat Silkberg 2-0. Oh, so if yeah. you look you at it and you think, therefore... Well, we should beat them. Well, you know. You well, know. And if you watch the, um, the the preview show, you'll find Danish Hammer will say the same thing. So that so, V-Borg is slightly well, better. Yeah. So will the artificial pitch have... So what, what Moy said earlier is he's a bit wary of his selection of the artificial pitch and he might do some rotation. That's what he said. And apparently the story goes, uh, Antonio turned up with special AstroTurf boots and, and Moy said to him, Wish a tennis racket, mate. <laughs> True story. Well, I don't know why you're laughing at that, to be fair, because um, those of us that remember the QPR pitch yeah, yeah. would yeah. have known that um, they would have had to have played in um, Astro boots. Yeah, that's right. Astro so, turf boots. Yeah. Uh, AstroTurf boots, normal boots, your moulded studs or your screwing studs no good. would have 10 to 12 studs in them. Or now you've got blades and everything. But obviously Astro boots would have about 40 to 50 minute studs in um, back in the day. Yeah. I don't know if it's the same now. but Any, Anything else before we get to predictions, Nigel? Um, yeah, I've, I've, I've read a story today. I told Sean about it. It'll be released. Uh, I might even put this on the Facebook group because it was so good. So if... We've all heard the phrase, Mr. Moon's in the building. Remember oh, yeah, that, Stel? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I do, mate. Yeah, well, I suppose Mr. Moon has wrote an article for me. Oh, what? So, not 
not the man that said Mr. Moon's in the building. Mr. Moon himself. If you know who Mr. Moon was, out of the blue, has emailed me an article. And it's it's not long, but it's so interesting. I've emailed him back and said, we got to do more, mate. So that... Hang on. That... Wasn't Mr. Moon about the security turning up? No, well, no. Fire alarm. Fire alarm. Fire service. Fire alarm. Yeah. So Mr. Moon. This is left the stadium. A a, a former firefighter uh, stationed locally, and he tells the story from the beginnings of when the fire brigade started to work at Upton Park and why. Is he West Ham fan? No, he's not. I won't say what club he supports people, but this is the mad thing. He lives in the area. No, no, no. He lives in the area. And he's a West Ham season ticket holder now. Yeah. but His, his surname ain't Moon then, is it? No. No. Fucking right. hell still. That was a code name. Come on. I know it was a code, but you never know. You never know, you know. No. Well, we did at the time. So I don't think go. he was just in charge on his own, was he? No, um, there was no one of them. Right? No, but he was there just, at just the. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it. Yeah, it will be revealed in the probably, article. You know, in, yeah. in Cyprus, you probably it, have got one it, fire. It, it's a great insight. Yeah, it's a great insight into ground safety. And actually, uh, while we, I'm going to read that one. While we all mourn the football ground, we should get him on the podcast. Well, I, I've asked him, so hopefully, while we yeah. all mourn. The football grounds of the 1980s and 1990s, the reason why we don't have them anymore is only for the benefit of football. When you think about it. Mm. So. You just remind me a story. Uh, talk to your you. friend, your good friend. And my good friend. And Stel's good friend, John Rotomsky. Oh, yes. Uh, he's out in Frankfurt at the moment. He's, he usually goes to the away games, but he's, he's out in Frankfurt on business. And I asked him because I heard. Uh, I think it was something that was on KBNB, but I asked him, I said, uh, you know, I want a story. And because Delaware North, boo, um, uh, gave some of their food uh, for the Newcastle match, the Newcastle oh, yes, match, I which is in the Bay. Yeah. And he said to me, he's just messaged me today, actually, from Germany. He says, Jake Heath asked Delaware to split the leftover food with um, Iron's Food Banks. Um, I tried a few food banks but unsuccessful because they weren't giving me fresh foods. He said, but we have a good link with Anger House Homeless Hostel in Canning Town. Do you know that? Yep, I do indeed. He said, we've been supplying them with food and clothes for about a year. I put them in touch with Delaware, who made the delivery, sandwich, wraps, etc. Um, Anchor House started off as a seamen's homeless seamen's mission, obviously because of the docks. But obviously, when the docks shut, yeah, there weren't many really homeless uh, seamen hanging oh, around. Oh, he's in a trade show in Frankfurt. He's going to Holland, blah blah blah, Poland. Uh, and he says, yeah, he will. Um, oh, so this is exciting bit. He says he's going to pen an article for Six Foot Two when he gets back. If I haven't mentioned Six Foot Two enough, uh, he says we're now handling. So this is the cess, and and look, it's all thanks to John. We're now handling about a third of a million quid for the local community. Yeah. Dagenham Council have given us a storage container in Chadwell Heath, and I will collect the keys next week when I get back. Well, so I'd, li- I'd like to point out, obviously, my wife um, does a lot of work in the local area where I live, Furrock, um, with uh, families with autistic children. And through John, um, he's helped supply her with um, 
food that she's been able to give out to families um all fam like families that are part of her group she's got a wide network you know like 800 families now um and, and they they've in the past they've done um like cooking clubs for the kids and with food provided by john and also if recently again john donated another load of food and, and we basically not not a food bank as such but was able to put it out to families that, that were struggling um you know there's there's there are families out there, you know, we would I know personally, where single parent on their own, you know, and and they've been struggling to to make sure they feed the kids. They've gone without food. Yeah, this happens. So, you know, I've got nothing but thanks. Yeah, for John, no, there. John. John does a really good job, and he's he's taken that from nothing. To... And credit to the club as well, because they yeah. do give John well, a lot look, of support look, as well. You know, Jake Keith thinking of him and, and getting involved. Yeah. So it's a team effort. Oh. Still, uh, we're coming up to the two hour mark, so you know we have to. There, there, is, one more, there is one more story that you haven't covered. Go on. Todd Bowley and his plans for the Premier League. Oh, the All Stars! I I saw that and I got a bit. You know, there's some stories I just got a bit like. Um, oh, no, because I. Do you really? And, well, and it is a thing. Declan right? Rice is going to be the captain. I'm I not against thought, oh, that. Right? Yeah, Are right, you right, not? I'm not against that. Right, hold up, hold up, and hear me out. Yeah, <laughs> I do have stipulations. Yeah. <laughs> and this is what it would be. So, years ago, and I know it was good. Yeah, yeah, we used to have called league representative games, so football league against the rest of the world. You know, they'd pick a player from each club, and they would play this. So I, people, a lot of people are anti this because it's coming from an American point of view. Yeah. Yeah. But me, <coughs> North versus South, I like the idea. But I do stipulate. Hold up. No, 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 no. It's already. a game. It's not. It's one game. Either I throw through the season or the minute. But this yeah. is the stipulation, yeah? No foreigners, mate. Yeah. And not <laughs> only that is, yeah, I don't care, yeah, if, if, if you're Jaden Sancho playing for Man United, yeah, you play for the South, mate, because that's where you come from. Yeah, so no out of towners. If <laughs> if you was born further than Watford, you play for the North, yeah. and below Watford, you play for the South. And um, yeah. let's bring it on. Yeah. Do you know? Uh, here's my point. Here's my view. You allow them to do this, and the next minute you're going to get. Uh, football matches played in four quarters. You're going to get advertising. Premier League. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Still, still, still. This is the thing. You, Super Bowl. It, the thing you got to do is you, you, you don't have it as a Premier League thing for a start. Yeah. yeah and the reason why I say that. About, oh, no, no, no. And this is what I'm saying. I'm not anti the idea. I, I don't like the all-star game or, yeah. you know, it's not something I actually watch. I watch American football. I watch oh, a bit I of NBA it, or baseball. I accept it for what it is. Don't, but I don't watch these all-star watch, watch games. Team. But, but seriously, uh, though. New York, this is, uh, Mets or Yankees. This, this Stel, is the start. Before, just to interrupt, what's your baseball team? Um, I don't have a favourite baseball team, but I do watch it, but not not that often. Atlanta Braves. Go oh, Braves. Okay. Go on. American Look, football team, Sean? Uh, San Diego Chargers. Why? <laughs> Because I've visited the only one he knows. No, no, I visited San Diego once. Uh, John's got family there. But you know they've moved and to LA now, didn't you? I didn't. <laughs> I know it's the only game <laughs> I went to. This is, I'll this tell is, you why. Because this is because John Bucci's cousin comes from San Diego, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and unfortunately, also, San Diego Chargers 
No longer playing San well, Diego. I didn't know that because it was so long ago I went to San Diego, I went to a game. It's the one game, the American oh, football right. game yeah. I've been to in America. Um, and my partner's family come from Atlanta, so that's why um, it's the Braves, Atlanta Braves. Oh, okay. Um, but I do like Chicago Cubs because I went to see a game there once, but that's another story. It's not a baseball podcast. Anyway, uh, we're running out of time. Uh, Still, we interrupted you, but I do want to then you give a plug for what you're up to at, um, you know, running the marathon with Russ and whatever you're doing with, you know. (laughs) The only place you can catch me now is on West Ham Voice and sixfoot2.co.uk. Yeah. So subscribe, become a member and subscribe to one and and subscribe to the other. Yeah, you've, you've, You've hit a new subscriber level, haven't you, in the last week? I Yeah, I, I, I hit over 2,000 a couple of weeks ago, and I'm on my way to 2,200. There you go. Go stale. Go stale. I oh, know. One oh. of them is uh, Finley, obviously, my son. So you keep telling me, I know. So, so, apparently. He I feel listen. sorry for him because, he, you know. He doesn't listen. I, I say, you listen to the podcast. He went, is there anything interesting? I don't know. And I went, no. He goes, well, I won't listen then. He said, you tell me everything in the circle of trust and stuff. So, you know. Um, actually, Dodsey did get added to the six foot two um, WhatsApp group after asking last week. So I shouldn't really shout out WhatsApp groups because people are asked to get in the WhatsApp group after we mention them. Yeah, but Dodsey <laughs> is a contributor to six foot two. He is. He is. And... Um, he turned up at the right time, didn't he? He did, he did. You know, there's Dodsey wondering if what we said, what I said about it being the most bonkers WhatsApp group in the but world it is, ever. He gets 200 and, messages a day. And uh, as, as if as if just to prove it, uh, we, we, it was it was like a revolving door. There was a few in, there was a few out, and there's still oh, one out. Yeah. Not, probably not coming back. In, out, shaking and, all uh, about. You do yeah. yoke you turn around. Uh, right, uh, we've done the plugs. Let's move on to predictions. Can I just point out, without yeah. anyone saying anything, for those that listen or whatever, when two of your mates have an argument, it's very difficult for the people in the middle. And that's all I will say on the matter. So, <laughs> behave. Uh, I haven't asked you to be in the middle. No, I, don't, I didn't say you, did I still? Might have been oh, someone else I was talking about. Yeah, so, right you just fucking outed yourself, yeah? Yeah, so anyway. People just won't look, know what's going on. Predictions. Yeah. We've got two games. Silkyburg, <laughs> Borg, yeah. and uh, Everton, away. Uh, I'm going to neither. I guess none of us. Very Silky going. Borg. Um, um, <laughs> so let's start with, I guess, Dell. Um, predictions. Uh, Silky Borg three nil, Everton. It'll be tough, but I think I think we'll beat them. It'll be two different teams. I think we'll win two one. Nigel. Uh, yeah, I I I, I think Silk Borg. I'll go two nil just to be different. But I was thinking around three nil. I don't think we'll. Um, and I Everton. Think, um, Everton. I think maybe a different kettle of fish. I'll go for a one-all draw. Okay. Bit of pressure. I'll go one-nil nil. <laughs> for uh, Silky Book. And I'll go Everton one-nil. away, Fat Frank. One-nil away yeah, win. Um, that's it. 
That's all the time, you know. We said in this I, short podcast. I said to Nigel, I said, let's not do questions. We, you know, let's do half an hour just to, you know, keep our listeners happy. <laughs> you know, he said, he said, do you know what? He said, when it's just us two, they're the longest podcast ever, and we haven't done questions, and we've still done. Nearly I think two I hours. said we averaged two and a half, and it's just me and you. Well, we're so not we're short times, it. We're, we're, we're only at an hour fifty-five. Uh, we are going to go out with another. Uh, so. Uh, just to say, we will be silent because um, Nigel will be uh, on his organ playing yeah. God Save the King um, um, as a little tribute uh, to the new king and, and departed queen. Um, but we'll be back next week. So Not I've on been... Monday. Not on Monday. No, we're not recording on the Queen's funeral. So probably Tuesday. Uh, I've been Sean. Nigel has been... Scrapbooking. Stell has been doing all things West Ham. Finish minute I finish work. Yeah, and and now our new Robin reporter. Come on, you irons! See you next week. Take away, Nigel. Thank you very much. <coughs>the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market